What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Is this thing on? I can never get enough volume. It's been a good day, actually, because I got to watch WVU whip up on Cincinnati, and that uh, I really enjoyed that. Actually, I uh, and by the way, before I say much more, we got a. I said we, because it's just me sitting behind the mic tonight. But I got a guest on tonight. Uh, he's the brother of one of the Hillbilly Broadcast cabinet members. I guess you could say. John Baker has been singing your praises, Jason. Oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got Jason Baker on the scene. How you doing, sir? I'm better than I deserve. <laughs> Very good. But yeah, what, what I was stole that from Dave Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I I was trying to make that connection there real quick. <laughs> but anyways, as I was saying, uh, you got to watch WVU uh, pull off one of their uh, one of their wins. Jason, do you? Uh, so you grew up CHM. We'll get into this in a little bit. But was uh, professional sports out of the question for y'all? For sure, attending. But for some reason, at some point, um, it probably 10, 11, 12, 13 started following. So the Indianapolis Colts are still my team. But yeah, Heck yeah. Um, but as far as attending college, even high school, yeah, that wasn't a back in the 90s. That was not really an option. That was a no, no. Yeah. Yes. So I grew, you know, growing up here in West Virginia, we don't have a pro team. So West Virginia completely lives and breathes the Mountaineers. And I remember about the most I was allowed to keep up with it growing up was just finding out the score after the fact. And um, okay. so, you know, I'm, I don't live that far from Morgantown where they play. And last, let me think, weekend before last, I actually went to my first WVU game and had a flat-out ball. Um, oh, yeah. But it was cool to be able to experience that with, you know, just something that I either heard on the radio because I listened to a lot of them now or or watch oh, yeah. on TV and got to watch him uh, whip yeah. the Mormons that, that weekend. <laughs> BYU, <laughs> put a hurting on uh, Brigham Young. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, Jason, John had told me, he kept saying, this guy's been around. He has been around the CHM for a long time, and he's got a lot of stuff uh, either to help put in perspective or some stories or whatever. So why don't you, why don't you just maybe start at the beginning and uh, fill us in a little bit about uh, your time with the CHM. Well, first of all, I, you can blame me for John um, becoming one of your cabinet members, I guess. Oh, oh, only, no. thing, only, only thing I had to do with that was I was just interested in the CHM, as as we all know it, the server holes movement. And I uh, just Googled it or put it on Spotify, I guess. And you and there was one other episode and it was 
you, I guess, at Clinton Camp. So <laughs> you must have typed in those key those key words. And so <laughs> I have I've I've listened and and I've listened to to everything you've put out about the CHM for sure. Well, I'm sorry. And, uh, Let me just. Say, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> well, you don't even apologize for that for me. But I, and in fact, Clinton Camp, my my dad went there as a kid, um, many years, and uh, and and then I, I I've only been there once that I remember, but I sang there with God's Bible School Quartet in 2001. So that's my, Clinton uh, Camp's an old one. I think Clinton it's. Camp. I'm trying to remember when it started. It was like, uh, I want to say before. Now, wait a minute. They're getting ready to come up on their 100th anniversary, I think. So I, I guess okay. we'd be talking about the 1920s and when we yeah. started. Yeah, I spent yeah. a lot of time up there, and it's still going. I don't know how strong it's going, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I've uh, was born and raised in a, uh, quote, conservative wholeness family. My, my grandpa was a Nazarene evangelist and old school, mm-hmm. um, the conservative type from, I guess you would say, the early 1900s and and so that's what my mother was raised under. And in fact, all of my, um, both sides of my family, Nazarene. And, uh, so growing up, we did vacation Bible schools in the summer. Ever since I was six months old, I've been traveling all the way to 21 and a lot of states in Pennsylvania and a lot of the connections that I have with people was through that. But then I went to high school at Union Bible College, um, off campus and then went straight into God's Bible school for college and graduated in 2003 with a ministerial degree. And so, and then throughout the other times I was at Kansas city Bible college, which oh, I yeah, think you Kansas just had with yeah. Brian Wells. They're, they're kind of the, they were always kind of the leftist of the, of the CHM. Yeah. And uh, we did, we did Bible schools at Hope Sound Bible college at the church at Hope Sound Bible church in July. So the college wasn't in session, but, We've also done a couple of the camps as well in February. So, so you attended Kansas City? I no, I didn't attend there. I'm just in the summertime. We had been out there at a church by there, so okay. that, that's my my least association. But in, but I I also forget the very beginning of my life. My parents were teachers at Pinview in the academy, and oh, so yeah. from from the time I entered this this world, I um, have been around a Bible college. I guess you could say. Yeah, you both um, really not, been not the yeah. Not the entire life, but, and then of course, when going to high school and then going to, um, college. And so through all that, you know, obviously you just were in an environment where, you know, people didn't wear wedding bands. You, if you did cut your hair, you put it up, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I didn't have any sisters, so I wasn't as tuned into all of that, um, as much, but my, make my mother, I didn't ever remember her being in short sleeves and. And so all of that was just kind of a given. It was just, that's just kind of what life was, whatever. Yeah. And unfortunately I gathered a judgmental spirit or I learned it through that. And, and it really, it's something into this day that I struggle with, you know, you're just looking at somebody and just label him. I think you guys have talked about that. And, and through that, it was just like, this is, this is what a Christian is. You know, they, they look this way. You know, they don't have a TV or whatever. You know, I didn't grow up with a TV. Uh, there's other people that are around that would have had a TV or would have VCR and all that. But for our family, it was no, you know, even to the point of we didn't play with dice growing up. You know, we would get the spinner out and play spinners. You know, there was no there was no Uno. In fact, this is a story I've shared with other people that I don't ever remember anyone else still to this day. Maybe one other person. Um, my my mom wasn't even on. I don't think her grandpa or even she played her dad or even played miniature golf. And they would let us go play, but like she didn't even raise in that. And I guess she told me wow. recently that it was because of the 
because of the crowds. I've been to a lot of putt putt and mini golf places. I never had a crowd, but whatever. <laughs> um, you know, so anyway, just anyway. So I know we all have differences as far as spectrum of, of yeah. Ben Wyford was talking about too how how they weren't allowed to to uh, play with dice as well. And I think Misty yeah. has mentioned yeah. that there were several within the Bible Missionary Church too that wouldn't play Uno and all that because it was cards. That yeah. that specific. Yep. Um, line of thought wasn't as much here in West Virginia, but a lot of the other stuff I I definitely uh, resonate with. Yeah, and so so I mean, so all those I guess you could say those I I don't know. Once again, it's just you know, and and the lately it sounds like Archie Atwell and H. E. Darnell has has come back to the forefront and and preaching the just I would call it absurd standards that mm-hmm. even today we would look at the the more modern day with James Plank and Dan Statler and what they're saying, you know, it's like, they're not even saying to this degree, but I guess when you start adding those extra biblical things, there's really no stopping. Yes. It's just whatever, you know, as Archie Atwell said, God said that I can put whatever I want in, in between the lines. And that's what he did. And it's so, so you get to that point, And then to me, then, then at least me, you, you start emphasizing that. Fortunately, I wasn't raised under preachers that I remember, um, Dan Parker, I don't know if you know that name or not. I, I've been told from my family that he preached on television every sermon. You know, I'm guessing that's exaggeration, but it was certainly something that had an impact on them. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I I don't have a problem with emphasizing that, that there's bad things on television, but I'm guessing that not every Bible verse speaks about television. Correct. In a negative way. So, Correct. so my point is, I, I don't have this great horror stories, but through that, I did see some things, um, you know, that were just kind of crazy. In fact, when I was in high school, uh, I, it's just, it's still fun. I don't know if you have memories where you're like, was that really true? Did I really see that? It's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, we're having a, a time of revival or, or special services. I don't know. You know, I think God was, was there, but unfortunately, um, you know, I don't think that means the devil's not either. And it just went to such an extreme that there was a girl there that felt like basketball was her God. And she literally brought a basketball up front and was trying to rip out the insides of the basketball in front of the student oh, body boy. and and it's just like you know I, once again that could have seriously been a serious thing god was speaking to her i have no doubt but it's also like don't think god's telling you to rip it up in front of everybody i don't think that because you know there's nothing wrong with the ball it's whatever your passion for it if you're putting yeah. that first that thing and and for some reason it seems like that to me that's a great illustration of in general and once again, it's a broad, broad, broad scope, but just like, okay, yeah, don't do basketball. But it's like, no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible's talking about the heart. Basketball might not be for you, but it doesn't mean that it's not for everybody. And when you put that on a public setting, then you get conscientious people like myself and others. You're like, ooh, you know, boom, it would, maybe I need to Absolutely. do something more. And I, and I think Brian Wells just mentioned that too. In fact, I went to Brian Wells. I went to school with Brian Wells. He's a little older than me, but um, at God's Bible School. But, you know, I think he mentioned that with the whole blockbuster card and, you know, oh, I, I'm going to go get my card and you know, yeah. I'll one up you or whatever. You know, it's, it's just, and once again, only God knows what all that through. Sure. But to me, it's just a too much of an in- emphasis on external or on those things that you can see when a lot of that stuff should be dealt with privately. And I think that's interesting growing up and, and getting a ministry education and getting church history and all that, that. John Wesley is considered the one of the fathers of the CHM, and yet, he, from what I've gathered, he would not even recognize the CHM in any way. Oh, gosh, no. He, he would not be because, allowed yeah. on the platform. He wouldn't be allowed, yeah, because he was so much about small groups, 
and doing life, you know, and small and, you know, meeting regularly and, you know, not just having these three identical services for the most part. And, and my point is, is those bands that he would have in those class meetings, they called it, were on a, you know, a, a, a small level, 10, 15, 20 people versus a hundred people. And you address those issues, you know, and, and so you can deal with those quote, you know, extra pivotal convictions, whatever you want to call them. And I think that would, that, that is something I think that is, that has hurt the CHM, but that's just one illustration. Let me, let me stop you there real quick, program. Jason, because I was yeah, able to, uh, as you were talking about that Archie Atwell clip, I want to play that for people. I was able to pull it up real fast. Let me just play. It's a, like a 20 second clip, uh, where you mentioned about, uh, him saying that he was able to, God told him he could say whatever he wanted to say. Now, some of you don't think the Lord gave me this message, but he did. And he told me I could say anything I could think of in between the lines. <laughs> I don't, I mean, it's so, hearing that now, that is so insane. Absolutely. And I remember uh, as a kid, Archie Atwell, of course, he died in like, what, 94, I think it was, this is Archie Sr., uh, so I never, I was born in 92, so I don't really remember him, but he was still held up as he almost reached the level of sainthood. And I can remember listening to his, uh, his sermon tapes a lot as a kid, cause he could make you laugh. And, uh, yeah. of course this oh, stuff yeah. never jumped out to me then. And now as I listen to it, I'm like, Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. And what that same sermon doesn't, he say, I'm going to go back to the Bible and aren't you, aren't you sorry for that? Yes. And, and I think, and, and there's so many points on it. I want to make sure to get across here, but I think, um, I guess two points here. Think about that is some people I think would kind of just slug that stuff off. I got to shrug it off even to this day with what James Plank just said and other things. Oh, he didn't really mean that or, mm-hmm. or he just came across wrong. And it's like, it, that may be true, but when they say stuff like that and when Dan Stetler comes out and says, I will, I'm, I'll fight you or whatever he said, I'll knock your knees out from underneath you. And he says, I like curly buns. I like them crooked or straight. Whatever he said, all I'm asking and all that all these people that are on social media now are saying are just come out and admit it. Right. Just come out and say, you know what? Yeah, I don't mean that. Or I said it too strong. Whatever. Yes. I, I don't understand what's so difficult about that. I understand that, that they're afraid that I guess that we're going to say that sin's OK and everything. It's like, no. Nobody's dechristianizing anybody. All we're just saying is that's not biblical. Say it and move on. Yes. But anyway, it is what it is. But that is. But when you when you have a a, a, a quote man of God literally say, "I'm gonna go back to the Bible," and say, "I can say whatever." It's just man. If that doesn't give us pause, I think God have mercy on me and God have mercy on this guy. That that that's something I think we need to. You're exactly right. Think I'm, about. I mean, for all those years, I don't know how this happened because that's that stuff used to be so commonplace in, in a lot of the CHM. I mean, we would just hear that and eat it up, accept it, and never would think twice. I don't know how it got there, but um, yeah, that was the case. I yeah. think and me and you were talking before we before we started the podcast that there's definitely a spectrum to the CHM. So I think definitely now you'll see a lot of CHM people, mainly like the Bible Methodist type people, that will absolutely uh, let you know that that's a red flag. But it seemed like back in yeah, the day, absolutely. they absolutely the CHM got a lot, got away with a lot more. Yes, and I did want to emphasize that even th- even then, and I think somebody brought this out on one of the social media sites is that he was Atwell was on the right side. You know, he would have thought IHC was liberal. Oh and yeah, all that. so yeah, um, and so in, for sure there was a spectrum then, but for sure there's a huge spectrum now, mm-hmm. and 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 even those that are within the spectrum somewhat still. 
who are staying up and just calling for accountability, my hat's off to them. You know, I really, and I, you know, it gets, it's kind of in heart, it, in heartening, I guess you could say, um, to see those people that are still quote conservative and yet they're still just trying to be true to the Bible. And, uh, I think that that's a, that's a really, a really good thing. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned about singing in the quartet and stuff like that. How long did you do that? I did it one year. I put one year in. I I I, I got to a bunch of camps and a bunch of churches, and I did my year. I was in the choir also, I think, a year, and then I was in the choir at, G, at UBC for a year. So what was that like? You guys were <laughs> – This is it's kind of funny when I think about it, but you know, the CHM – Colleges don't have sports teams. They have they have quartets yeah. and choirs. <laughs> so essentially, <laughs> essentially, you were you were on the athletic scholarship for the season. Yeah, I, uh, but what was that like? Yeah, sumo wrestling wasn't available at GBS. So I, I, I went out for I went out for a quartet. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was you know it's it's kind of the. I never really got the big idea of quartet, at least around that age. And I'm still not sure what the big deal is, but as you're <laughs> saying, it's kind of the only thing. Um, now, now they do have sports, which is kind of interesting. Um, you know, now the high schools at least have sports, but, um, wait, are, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am serious. If like organized up, like play a, another team's type of sports. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah I, that's know, I know. I know. I know God's Bible school does, um, their high school and they have high, I think basketball and volleyball. Um, and then at Union Bible College definitely has a volleyball team. Wow, I, I, I had no basketball, idea. It gets, I think it's kind of loosely associated. It's I don't think UBC is totally. I don't know if you can just type in the website and find out their schedule, but it's it's definitely it's definitely right there intertwined with it. Um, yeah, that's something that's definitely changed in the last twenty years. Which which is something I also wanted to kind of bring out. Um, it's incredible, and I guess I'll say it right now is is this whole thing with, with, with the internet is just incredible because, you know, television was the big, big, huge, massive no-no. I guess the radio was okay in the thirties, fifties, the television, absolutely not. You know, I love Lucy. You can't be in the same bed. Can't even say word pregnant, whatever our culture. I mean, it was a no-no period. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I think across the board, the CHM was absolutely not. Well, then you get the advent of the VCR and, and the eighties and then into the nineties and it starts creeping in, you quote, whatever into some places. And then obviously technology. In fact, I remember, I think in 1999, Mark Smith, I don't know if you know that name or not. He was used to be on the board at God's Bible School, and, and he was a president of Ohio Christian University. He mentioned, I think, at, at, in a kind of seminar thing at, at School of Prophets or something at God's Bible School, that technology was coming where this internet and TV was going to be, to be together. And in 99, of course, that was, that's, you know, that was I guess you were only what eight years old, seven years old, but it, that was still in the future. Oh yeah, you know, that was kind of looking. You know, what happened? Well, obviously, well, look at us now. It, it, you know, as my yep. brother said, is James Plank in his pocket he has a television. You know, <laughs> exactly. Stetler right. was Stetler was preaching from a television because he definitely had a, a a tablet that he was preaching. That from, is so true. You know, and yes. it's like he literally he literally could be watching. In fact, I I know a pastor, a Baptist pastor, that would watch. University of Kentucky games, like during concerts, like he would have Southern gospel concerts and he would have like in the pulpit or something. This was back years ago. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that could happen now. And I bet you somebody's done that, you oh, know, yeah. it, it is, cause I just know humans. And the point is radios, radio is cool. I guess television, no way internet. Yeah. For the most part, I guess bow missionary, I guess a few others. Um, no. And then smartphones just come. So it's just going to happen. 
And I and throughout these last what two or three years with all these sermon clips, I still haven't heard anybody mention smartphone, even with the right red box and all that, because obviously they don't because they all have it. But even then, why wouldn't somebody have said, you know what, YouTube? There's a lot of bad stuff on YouTube. Yes, TikTok. They're not all Jesus on there. You know, why <laughs> wouldn't somebody have said that? I have no problem with that. And if anybody, any, I don't care who that you are. I don't care what the Christian you are. If you have a problem with them, I saying, you know what, you need to kind of watch how much you watch on YouTube or what you're watching. There's nothing wrong with that because there's Bible that talks about that. Exactly right. What what they've done with the smartphones is they've essentially taken the approach that uh, they should have took, in my opinion, with TV. Because y'all hear some mm-hmm. of them talking about if you have an issue with it, then get rid of it or whatever. It's like, okay, well, that's just, yep. that's I, I can agree with that principle. Absolutely. Yes. But why didn't they do that with and continue to do that yep. with TV? It's like, well, it's the same. I mean, yep. and they seem to... to what the CHM has done in so many scenarios is they've looked at what bad could potentially come from something and then uh, then proceed to preach against that entire thing. You know, it's like when I was a kid, it's not as much around here now. We couldn't go to like Texas Roadhouse and stuff like that because you're around alcohol. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, well, okay, I mean, yeah. Can, can alcohol cause bad stuff? Absolutely it can. But is absolutely. You know, why not uh, let's let's preach a little self-control or stay away from that or whatever <laughs> instead of just saying, yep. don't even be near it. Don't, you know, it might yep. Yep. Uh, jump off the waitress's tray and get you or something. But, but, yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you couldn't, you know, I remember Apple, Applebee's Bar and Grill, you know, had that bar in there. So that's not something that we would frequent. You know, because, you know one of the scare tactics, you know, too, that they used to, uh, well, one of the things they used to say, I can remember, I can't remember what preacher it was. But he was preaching about alcohol in restaurants. You shouldn't go there. And it was also, he took the doom and gloom approach. He said, there's coming a time when you're not going to be able to go to McDonald's without getting uh, without alcohol being there. So we're all sitting <laughs> yep, like, oh, yep, my gosh, what yep. are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now Cracker Barrel and Bob Evans have it. So. Yes. Yep. So, and those are those were CHM strongholds back in the day. Oh, absolutely. And I and, and once again, I think that was, and I'll, and I'll raise another one of my, uh, quote, pet peeves uh, right right with that is the whole idea of calling the church a sanctuary. Yes. You know, it's like, no, it's not. Have you read 1 Corinthians? Your body's the temple. And I would much rather get up and preach against the building being the sanctuary because that's only somewhere I'm only at three hours a week, Mm -hmm. whereas my body, I'm with it 168 hours a week, and that's much harder to keep clean than it is the, quote, sanctuary. Because that sanctuary went out to date with the temple. That's not it. It's not even the house of God. You know, I, I know. I, I, I I get going about that because, once again, I understand it's dedicated. I understand it's not something you just, trifle with but it's like no this is a place where people get help i don't think god cares if you have a coffee in your hand or a donut you know once again if it's interfering your worship okay talk to god about that but to call it a sanctuary but the whole idea so i compare that also with restaurants it's like okay they serve beer okay does that mean you're getting drunk for one thing i've hardly ever seen drunk people at a steakhouse you know no maybe no i don't maybe i've gone to the wrong steakhouses but it's like (laughs) i don't see people just falling off now obviously if you go to a tavern at two in the morning you're probably gonna see some drunk people yes you'll see something different doesn't mean i'm drunk yeah but texas roadhouse (laughs) at two o'clock on a thursday afternoon (laughs) there's not gonna be any drunk people in there i can guarantee you no no and and i guess i guess it's just the emphasis on careful living you just stay away from it it's like I guess it's the same way with people. We don't. If you went to the theater, you don't know if you watch the R-rated movie or if you watch the G-rated. Like, yeah. So you're saying the same way with the restaurants. You don't. You don't think I just went in and got a steak. But even if I did get a beer, I don't think I'm drunk. You know? Right. 
Because the Bible absolutely. didn't say that you're not allowed to drink it. And it's just, it's just, it's so sad to me is the CHM in their zest, in their zealousness to be so quote careful, make it have whatever you want to say. They've just gone completely the other way and totally away from the Bible. And as you said, and others that they lost the whole self-control and, and, and instead yes. of just saying drunkenness is a sin, it's clear in the Bible being drunk is a sin period. Don't get drunk. Absolutely. <laughs> Instead of saying that, and that's that's if you drink what too much cough medicine, or if you you know yes. you, you go and, and drink and eat and eat you know you go and drink a two liter of Mountain Dew like I did it you know for, for finals at college probably wasn't the healthiest thing to do <laughs> you know it it's the same idea it's called moderation it's called balance what's so hard about that but yet we still we've got to put it in our manuals don't drink you know and even to this day people are, they're still doing it don't gamble it's like. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the Bible says that. It doesn't. You know, it does not and, say and, that. This is this is one of my favorite uh, uh, topics to harp on here that you've got on. This whole <laughs> idea. <laughs> one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. And I yeah. feel like that the CHM did not prepare us that grew up in it to exercise any kind of self-control instead of learning how to not become a, a, a drunkard or not become just a flat-out whoremonger or whatever. They just said completely stay away from anything that might lead you in that general direction. So then whenever you're out in the real world, I've seen some uh, CHM people practically fall apart mm-hmm. because, you know, you'll hear them talking about, uh, well, I had a preach, uh, pastor one time and he was talking about how terrible it was, the magazines he saw on the rack at Walmart yeah, and acting like it was the end of the world. It's like, pastor, I get it. It ain't great. But don't let it ruin your day for God's sakes. Just move yeah. on, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, and, and, and add to that, to this 20-hour podcast we're doing tonight, <laughs> add to that, you know, oh, this world's getting so bad. Uh, yeah, but did you remember the first person born was a murderer. You know, uh-huh. Cain was legitimately the first person born, and he was a murderer. And also, I think they used to run around naked as actors back in Corinth or yes. you know, around those temples. It's not like Paul probably didn't see some nudity. The world's been bad for a long time. Yes. The world's going to be bad for a long time or whatever, you know, and it, it's, once again, it's not saying to accept it. It's not to undermine sin and not to, you know, say sin's okay, but it's just saying it is what it is. It says we've been in the last days since John, you know, <laughs> this world's going to end whenever God wants it or to. It never tells us to fret about it. it says to be holy, you know, and mm-hmm. being holy means be holy. It doesn't mean whatever your list of whatever it is. It means what the Bible says. You know, and and if you're and I know I work, you know, where I work at, if I if I live by the Bible, I'm very separate. <laughs> I'm very separate <laughs> Absolutely. Than, 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 you know, there. And and anyway, so um, but it, I just think it's so sad that there's such an emphasis and has been. And thank God for the quote by Methodist, even though I still think their discipline is very way too more controlling than I want. Yes, I me too. Recently. It's, me very, too. it's very accessible in the Internet's 2018 edition. And uh, even that, I think they got some flack for it, but, you know, it still says in there not to wear their wedding band and all that. And, and I still don't biblically see where they have the authority to do that. I mean, you know, I don't see that helpful, but, but kudos to them. They try to stay up to date. They're trying to, you know, do the biblical principles, smart people on that. I know Mark Stetler just kind of came out and, and was kind of, um, kind of promoting that uh, of how good that was. And, and I, my hat's off for them. You're not going to see you know, too many crazy things on there. Um, 
And I think I, I think I, we were talking before we started, you know, here's another one that, that I heard the person say this, but at, at a Bible college, okay, God's Bible school, I'll even name it. You know, they spent 45 minutes um, talking, and this is a person that was in the room, talking about the rule of the sling back shoe on a woman. Are we talking about like sandals? Is that what they meant? I guess somewhat, but I, I, I mean, he said sling back shoes. Sling so back shoe. I don't know. I just know I also, we didn't have sandals growing. You know, there was no sandals and for the most part, no facial hair back uh-huh. when I was in college up in 2003. This was after I left that they the general board. This isn't even the dorm parents or <laughs> Dean of men talking about it. This is the general board. These are people that have, you know, are not at the school all the time talking about this. You know, should we remove that from our manual? Okay, so I want to say is, who put that in the rule book? I know and that's where I want to go back. I know, you know, and it's and it's like when you hear these people say, "Well, our forefathers, they would have, they would just be rolling over their grave right now if they saw us now and whatever." It's like, <laughs> well, hello, forefathers, why'd you put that in there then anyway? You know, that's whole, another one of my issues. Thing, yes, I hear. I, I know you mentioned you had Gerald Buston. Yes, go ahead. Well, I hear different people will will mention. About, you know, but well, but the old timers, man, they just weren't, they weren't, uh, they weren't like this or, you know, they were so close to God. It's like the old timers are the reason we're in this mess yeah. to begin with. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and so, so fortunately there's, 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 there's certain groups and in independent churches that don't think what this is came kind of foreign to them somewhat as far as enforcing this, but it's also like, why are we even talking about this? Why are these even being issues when people are dying, going to hell? And when there's so many principles in the Bible that we're really not good at and loving our neighbor, you know, not gossiping, speaking, you know, all I have to read is Ephesians 4, 25 to 31. And I'm convicted every time I read it, you know, it's just like, that's just one small portion of the Bible. And it's like everything you talk about, including this podcast, the help me or to be beneficial to those who hear it, you know, don't speak those that are, you know, and yet we're too, we're going to spend 45 minutes on a, on a meeting that we probably should be talking about the, for the, the goal of the school the vision of the school and we're talking about if we should remove a rule that should never been in the first place. And, you know, it's not like we're saying, okay, we, should we let, you know, should we all go homosexual or lesbian? Should we allow all those people? You know, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about biblical things here. And it's just, it takes away from, you know, I think through this whole, I would just call the precious James Plank fiasco, just call it that, you know, this whole thing, the last few months, weeks. what do you say? The, 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 the did you say the, the precious James Plank fiasco? <laughs> the precious, yeah. I, 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 I know, I know precious James Plank, so I'll, I'll call him that. I'm sure, I'm sure Andy will. I'm sure Andy will love that. So, um, oh, that's great. I like that. Take one. it, take, take it for however you want to make it. But you know, I think some of the things I've read on the on the social media is you know the devil is being glorified. I've heard some of the THM pastors coming out and saying you shouldn't use social media and attacking. It's like. Okay, yeah, I agree with all that. How about we just don't say that stuff in the first place? Because that's why it's divisive. Brian Holiness wouldn't even be a site if you guys would have just stayed with the Bible. You know, we yes. don't really care what you guys do, but don't get up and say it publicly. So I know I'm going off script here, but what? But I did want to mention the whole, you know, because then you have, like, once the fans facial hair, I didn't, I wasn't raised with this. It was a sin, but it. My, my my dad would have had one. My wife, my my mom just doesn't doesn't like it, and so it wasn't something you saw. Period. You know, going to going to schools and all that. It wasn't something that you saw. But then at God's Bible School, it started creeping in, or like they're letting off campus students have it or whatnot. I'm not sure exactly. Well, it just wasn't a thing though. You just you just shaved. It wasn't a thing. You know, and in, and all of that. It's like 
There's zero in the scripture about it. In fact, you could say that you're supposed to have a beard because it says in the, the precious, I'll say precious here too, the verse right before, right after the, the one verse they have about tattoos, Leviticus 19, 27 or 29, whichever one it is, it says in there, don't cut the corners of your beard. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously assumed you have a beard. So, <laughs> so if you're not going to have a tattoo, then you need to have a beard is what I gather from that. Yes. So the point is, in, so when you had Gerald Buston on, and, and he was a, a, it was a great episode. I heard him speak back in the 90s. And he said in 1999, if I remember correctly, if you remember as well, that he was sitting on the platform and the, I think it was the interim president, I'm pretty sure it was V.O. Agan that said to him, um, said to him, are you okay or are you sick or whatever? And then fast forward 24 years and the Bible teacher at Hope Sound Bible Camp had a beard on. You know? yes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Wow. And once again, should have never been an issue. Should have never been an issue. Should have never been. They spent so many years wasted just just Mm. harping on this trash. And Mm -hmm. again, it's a beard, guys. There's one thing that I do think that is a principle in Scripture as far as dress is that a man should look like a man and a woman should look like a woman. <laughs> so why, <laughs> to kind of say it maybe a little like Phil Roberts, he said, why would, <laughs> it's something you got that makes you a man. Why do you want to scrape that off your face? <laughs> you know, it's like antlers for a deer. There's one way. There's a very manly thing yeah. that you can just let grow, yeah. but they decided to preach against it. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know. And, you know, I know, I know the history of the CHM kind of the, you know, the, the forties and fifties and whatever the Methodist and the Nazarenes and the Wesleyan Methodist and the Pilgrim Holiness were becoming liberal and letting in their wedding band. I think what Dan Stetler talked about that one of his sermons where the women came to the conference ready to put the ring on, had it in her purse and, you know, ready to put it on when they voted it through and, you know, all of that. And, and, and what was going on in society then was society getting better? No, but it just had a world war. Probably wasn't everybody loving Jesus during that time. And so the fifties probably wasn't as romantic and and just so the wife at home and the guy working and the kids obeying their parents probably wasn't as smooth as you think because you have the sixties have to come from somewhere. Yes. And so where did all these, the churches split? I know, I know the, the Pilgrim Holiness and the Wesley Methodist merged in 1968. In fact, a few blocks from where my parents still live in Anderson, Indiana. And then the, uh, the, the Bible covenant, the Bible missionary, in fact, Bible missionary was before that 50, the fifties, I think. Yeah, yeah, 58, I want to say. I think it was 58. Yeah, and then, of course, they kind of did their own thing, which uh, I don't know Missy's with Bible Missionary. They kind of did their own separate thing in the West, Midwest. And then the Bible Covenant came out, and then they split. And, you know, it's like, and so all of that stems from the 50s and 60s. Well, what was going on in the culture? From what I've gathered, they didn't like what the hippies looked like, long hair, rebellious, whatever. So they equipped that whole rebellious, rebellious, I'm going to grow my hair out and do what God has allowed me to do. And then like, oh, no, we can't do that. We have to look different. So instead of saying, let's look different by not gossiping and not lying and not cheating and all that. No, let's do it by our beards. And, you know, of course, they would say you shouldn't do the other thing, too. But the emphasis, it seemed like, came from the external. And so then you have how many years after where now you're dealing with people, kids, grandkids, great grandkids now, they're like. What's going on here? Exactly. You know, it, they almost acted as if, if you got a haircut and shaved your face, then you couldn't be rebellious and be a hippie. <laughs> it's like it's, <laughs> that's not that's not the way that works, guys. <laughs> you know, it's uh, yeah. Again, yeah. they yeah. they somehow get caught up on the externals and they think that that somehow dictates the inside, and that's not the case at all. Well. 
But it preaches though, because that will remind us when it you, does. Yes, you, you put that artificial flower in your head because you don't have the lily of the valley in your heart. That, that's <laughs> a, that, as 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 one Baptist preacher or anybody put put a, in a sermon note. You know, weak point, pound pulpit. So that's always a, <laughs> it's always a, a good thing to do when you yes <laughs> when yes. you don't have good truth, you just yell it louder or um. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, one of the Hammaker guys. I can't remember was it uh, Tim or Mark. There's two of them. I can never keep them straight. One of them used to pound the pulpit during the entire sermon. I can't remember mm-hmm. which one it yeah. was. This guy, he would. I mean, I don't know how the man didn't have just crippling arthritis in that hand. He would. I mean, he would assault <laughs> the pulpit. I'm talking yeah. like about every yeah. 15 seconds, he was smacking on that sucker. <laughs> yeah, but 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 it extends even farther. The church I grew up in, which which is no longer CHM. Um, it's a church where James Keaton pastored at, where M. R. McCurry pastored at, Mark Cravens pastored at. So it's pretty big names. In fact, Dwayne Questenberry pastored there too. And I know his wife is is a favorite among some people, um, Valerie yes. Questenberry. Yes. But that's the church I grew up into. That's, in fact, that's where John Baker goes now. My brother, he still goes there. But um, that church was very conservative at one point. And even in the 90s, you know, they have, they have like a softball game and, you know, and they, people could come to the community or whatever. And even there, I think they wanted the girls to wear skirts. And if you come to I play you, softball, I they think, want to do. I think so. Yeah, there was, it was mm. kind of like, a, I think it was kind of a, I don't know if it was like a um, youth camp mentality. If you've been, you know, obviously I grew up in youth camp, oh, yeah. if you did it or not, but you know, you have, you, you, the girls, you have to go, you have to wear skirts. You, yep. know, you can't be, yep. you can't be modest and wear pants and play softball or whatever. But anyway, and mm. anyway, so, so on that one, that's literally this is as of the nineties. I mean, this wasn't just to be a member. This was to play softball, you know, like at a church. And 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 one of the leaders in that church, I won't say the name, but he he has since said, yeah, let's do. So so that Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. That was cool to hear that. Yes. Because this is a person that that's older that wouldn't have probably back then. He's like, yeah, that was, you know. He recognized that that was not the smartest thing to do. So, so there are people that that are that are changing, and 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 my heart goes out somewhat to some of those people that had parents or 
grandparents or preachers like that that have been able to say, you know what, yeah, they did that, but that wasn't biblical, that wasn't right, and they're able to to make those distinctions. Which when I you talk about some helpful. of them changing now, it can't be easy for some of these guys like David Fry. Absolutely not. Um, mm-hmm. You mentioned, I think you mentioned earlier, Mark Stetler. Um, yeah. John Earls, some of these you guys that John are, Earls, yeah. yes, yeah. they are taking a stand. Travis Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Travis, these guys that are, that are taking a stand for what's right, trying to change the movement from the inside that yep. I have a sneaking suspicion that that cannot be easy. And I applaud them for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 um, in fact, Keith Wagner put in 2016 in a blog post that he thought there would be a split among the CHM, which he put it out on the internet. So I, I hopefully he doesn't mind me saying his name, but it's like, you can't I've tried to pull it up since then. I haven't been able to. And, and, and sadly, that's not what needs to happen. But in a way, it seems like that's what's happening or going to happen, because, as you mentioned, about Methodist, um, you know, Dan Stetler, as a, far as I know, he's still part of Bow Methodist. It's like. You know that how far can that go if this is what they're going to emphasize, but if they're willing to say, you know what, this is my rules, this is my convictions. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the way your direction you're going, whatever it is. Not, I think that's what the, the apology from Plank and IHC committee really was emphasizing was the direction you're heading. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess <laughs> I've kind of jokingly said it. It's kind of a stupid analogy, but kind of grew up with this idea. If you put their wedding ring on, then the very next day you're naked at Woodstock, <laughs> which is stupid. <laughs> yeah. They but love the slippery you know slope argument. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, and we all know that there is some, there's some truth in it to a certain degree, but it's also like, no, there's also Holy Spirit. There's also self-control. And if we get our emphasis on what the Bible says, you don't have to go there. And there, and obviously the people that have gotten quote more conservative, maybe I know, I know I've got a relative that really staunch against alcohol. And this is not a conservative person because he's seen what the alcohol's done. You know, he has seen, and it's like, you know, like, yeah, do you need to drink alcohol? No. But do I also need to say you can't be a member if you drink alcohol? No, I don't see that. But if you're drunk, I have no problem with that because it's a sin. And uh, yes, it's just sad because there's so much in the Bible. <laughs> I mean, I don't, if, I don't know if you read the Bible lately, even even the uh, modern version that are at well talked about, I think it was at well, um, you know, he he was not a big fan of the NIV or the new <laughs> the living Bible. And this was back in 94. In fact, I, I, I Googled him and he, he died in 95 in a car wreck. So it okay, looked like it he died a year after these sermons, these sermons were put out. He died. It's just, you know, for one thing you have, this is something I don't quite understand. Like with groups like the Bible Methodist and all the CHM groups do this, but, uh, and by the way, it is very interesting. Sometimes I think people forget this, that Dan Stetler is Bible Methodist. <laughs> that is absolutely is absolutely. That, yeah, I know that. When you were talking about those <laughs> directions that are not really, uh, they're not. Those guys are definitely not in the same lane. That's going to be kind of interesting to watch over the next uh, few years. But you know, just putting mm-hmm. stuff in a manual to begin with, to me, and saying that you have to sign to do this. <laughs> it's like, guys, we got the we got this big book right here. Ain't that yeah? <laughs> ain't that good enough? You know, can I just go by that instead of uh, you know? They all like to yeah. do this. I remember somebody talking about. Um, or Canaan was saying, as a relative of his, they wanted to try to start a church denomination, and the first thing they did was they sit down and wrote a manual. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, got it. You got to write that. You got to write that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. So what I was saying was, was even the modern versions I'm convicted by. You know, because those, oh, yeah. those are trash compared 
according to the fundamental Baptist and some singing at gym, those are trash versions. But it's like, uh, I don't have those mastered by any stretch of the imagination. No. And, and, and so and my point is there's so much in the Bible to preach. <laughs> yes. So much that you could convict 4,902 people at Gatlinburg convention center that everybody, if they're honest, could learn from when the Holy spirit could speak to them. And yet we're going to mention rings or television or whatever the 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 buzzword is of that morning and it, it, it's just so sad, sad so so i don't think there needs to be a split by any means you know i just think you know once again we all think our opinions are the are the are the the truth right but it's like it just seems so simple to me and and i also i also see this because i've we've been quote been out of the, my wife and i've been out of the chm since pretty much 2007 so it's been you know 15 16 years and I've seen it both sides. I've seen the liberals kind of look at the conservatives, just call them legalists. And I think that's too broad of a stroke. I don't think that's fair at times. And then I've seen the other side where the, quote, legalists or conservatives will look at the liberals and say, oh, they're just sin, word, thought, and every day. You know, it's like, yeah, there's truth in both, but that's way too generalization. It's not fair. It's not charitable because I've... I, I'm I'm in a, in a church now where another thing I'd like to get to is the preaching. I know you've done it. I think on podcasts or I've seen somewhere where the preaching the CHM in so many cases, at least in these these revivals and these IHCs and all these camps, are so shallow. Versus what I'm hearing, we're literally right now tomorrow ending the series in the Book of Amos. And when I say a series in the Book of Amos, I'm talking they have spent about 12 weeks in the Book of Amos. Mm. It's not a church growth philosophy. Before that was First Corinthians. Before that was, or, or we've done Daniel. We're about to go into Luke, which the way our pastor does it, it'll probably be literally three years in Luke, or, or maybe two years in Luke. And my point is, that takes a lot of effort and a lot of study to get the context, to work at it slowly, to give the full group of the Bible. And it's preaching on, in fact, he preached three weeks on First Corinthians 1 through 11. Now, his interpretation did not come to what the chm would approve of or as solomon schaefer says the full light where it says it's clear that you're not supposed to cut your hair yes the full you light know, he, he did, if somehow it wasn't clear to him but my point is he preached three sermons just on that so the the lazy the, I, I hate to say late i, I kind of hate to say in a way i don't just and I've, I've preached many times so i can i can i can vouch personal experience too that that you can be lazy and just preach the whatever comes easiest for you or whatever. And I know a lot of these evangelists and stuff, this is a message they preached a bunch. And, you know, I, I get all that and they have their little stories, but it takes a lot of work to get in there. And so this church we're in now is a very different experience that we've been used to, but just the the depth of what they preach is incredible. But I have heard my pastor say, I've sinned this week. Mm -hmm. And once again, he is not laughing about it. He's not making a like, oh, this is something you should do, go do it. But he is just practically looking at life and saying, I did it. You know, it's not something you should try to do. Absolutely. It's something you need to continue to pray about. But it, so, so my point is the, the, the way I was raised would have been more like, yeah, there's a bunch of liberals over there. And then the liberals over here are saying, yeah, they're a bunch of legalists. They just think you have to do all these rules to go to heaven. And I just think that's too broad of a picture. And I think there's got to be a balance somewhere in between that honors God and that glorifies God. Well, it sounds and, like to me, and, <clears throat> I like, the balance that you're talking about that your your preacher strikes because I think how do I how do I want to say this? So the CHM 
does not like to call things sin. But I also think that if you do sin, like if I'm short with my wife or something like that, or you know, say something that I shouldn't have to her or something, if I call it for what it is, which I believe is sin, instead of a mistake, then that hits me harder. Mm, yeah. If I if I'm like, okay, this is sin, then to me that's a much more pressing issue than I made a mistake. So therefore, mm-hmm. I'm more likely to take it seriously and try to correct it. That's one of the things I've noticed from. Uh, I like some of the Calvinist preachers, even though I'm not a Calvinist, but I, I like listening to a lot of them. And I think it was John Piper. He was saying that they, they kind of make this point that you become more disgusted by your sin. You take it more seriously, mm-hmm. you know, as time goes on, as you grow in Christ and, and you try harder and, and you work harder at it. And I think that that's a, I think that's a better approach than, than not calling things sin. And it also, if somebody does that, it doesn't lead to that liberal side of the road, which you're talking about, and I completely believe it exists, where it's just kind of like, ah, I sinned, you know, whatever. We're going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't we all sin? Mm-hmm. So I, don't partic- I don't like that way of looking at it. That doesn't make it serious enough. Yeah, it, it, there, there is such a fine balance, and, and, I, and that's, that's one of the big, big reasons why I hate this too strong word, but why I dislike the culture of the conservatives movement, at least what I remembered was just this idea that we don't sin and yet we see sin, but we can't call it sin. And you just, this big vicious cycle. And yet it's just not fulfilling because you know that there, and it's just, it's just not, it, to me, it's not authentic. Yes, and maybe that was just me, but from what I gathered and it's just so refreshing. And once again, I understand the other balance, the other side of the, what you're saying is, and there's just kind of this apathy and just kind of like, oh, whatever, we all do it. It's like, no, that's not Bible either. You know, and there's a reason yes. why Joshua 1 8 says, don't depart to the left or to the right. And I'll give credit to my brother here. We were talking today, and old John Baker, he was saying, isn't it just as bad to add things to the word of God, you know, as, as, as it is, quote, to subtract them? And really, both sides, you know, and even to this day, every time I hear the word legalist, it's just like, hey, I don't know, it's a little strong there. But I also know there's, I don't understand how it comes across that way. When you get up and literally say, if I wear short sleeves and if I have a television and if I go the way of the world and I have backslid, then it's like, yeah, that sounds kind of legalist. Yes, it does. And yet I do not believe that James Plank, I really don't think that he thinks that saves you. But I also think that, that, that when they say they have full light, when you have full light, then, then if you back up on that. That there, that's very interesting. In what their you- mind. What you just said there, because I, I agree with you on that, that, that I don't think if you sat Jim down and, and um, talked to him about this, that he would think that your work save you. So I'm trying to think how this comes into play, because they do put, they put a very big emphasis on works and uh, you know, the, the standards and all that. So I'm, I'm just trying, man, I guess I'm trying to get inside of Jim's head, and that's, <laughs> that's hard to do. <laughs> well, that's, that's why, and I know that there was a new podcast um, that Joe Welch put out, and, you know, talking about why that apology mean is so significant for him and why that stuff does matter, because it was good to hear. And so like that, in fact, one of my friends I texted, they said they were glad somebody just came out and said it because under the surface, we know that's what they believe. I used to believe that. I think you've said that in a, in a previous podcast where you kind of thought, yeah, they're going to hell. Oh, you know, yes. You, you, judging you, whatever. And I, and I, I know I've been there. You know, it, even to this day, if I see a woman that's not dressed the way at the CHM, even to this day, my first thought. Or, or 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 could be pretty quick is you know 
I'm not saying they're not a Christian, but you know, I'm just, it's right there. It's just, it's yep. just something that you just don't lose overnight. And it's just kind of good. They actually came out and said it, even though he said it, I don't think he totally believes it. But as he said, I'm sorry. He said in his own words, I'm tired of the sugarcoating of it. And so he's obviously talking about those that aren't the best and the brightest, as he has said from a pulpit that have left. And that includes a lot of people. And it includes way more people, even people that he was were defending him. It's funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even people that are defending him don't even line up to his standard. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like, you don't even line up. And yet you're over here saying, <laughs> oh, go plug. It's like, what are you doing? Can't we all just say oh, the Bible says, love God with everything you have. Love your neighbor yourself. If we all got that master, we're good to go. Can we just do that? No, we can't because we're human and we sin. Yes, you know, we do. Let's just say it. Both sides are sinning. We're not, you know, <laughs> we're going to come out and pre. we're going to come out and change our sermon on a Saturday. I guess he changed it. But, um, I guess I won't say the name, but yeah, I guess it was out there. It don't matter really. But, you know, these are going to change the sermon, put it on, on live stream and say, David Fry, you should have not done social media. And yet now I'm going to say, <laughs> preach about you, even though I don't say your name from up front. It's like, and that's OK. You know, it's like, no, it's not OK. But I'm not de-Christianizing him. I'm not, the guy probably has a great heart. I'm not, you know, I'm not de-Christianizing him at all. And that's what's amazing to me is through all this is, you know, precious Joan Stetler and Valerie Questenberry and all these people that are I love the precious tag there. you're putting in there. That's my- <laughs> oh, I do. I do keep giving the precious name, don't I? But I'm loving it. No one, no one is saying that they're going to hell. They're not de-Christianizing him. They're, no one's, you know, that's not, you know, Natalie, I know you've had her on the, on the broadcast, mm-hmm. you know, she's. You know, she's just trying to help people, you know, like you've said, I think you've said it twice. You just said it again. There's people that you have relatives that you have that think they're going to hell if they don't do the CH, you know, and it's just like, man, these are people that are precious souls. I, I struggle with that even to this day because you've had it, it just hammered so much. And when you get, you know, when you get at well up there saying, if you're not sanctified, stand up and turn around and face the people. And, you know, you come up here and pray. I mean, how can you? You can't just let that drop. And it's interesting to me, those people that have left the whole movement and just gone on their merry way, it seems like, and don't even care anymore. It's like, I don't know how they do it. Like, hats off to them somewhat, but it's like, that, <laughs> that's that's not my personality or whatever. Well, you mentioned about it's um, still, still struggling with being judgmental somewhat to this day. Mm-hmm. I And I've not told this story on the podcast yet because I was... Actually, I was too ashamed, I think. But I did not realize still yet how much that I struggle with that. Uh, and I was at the, um, the uh, Bria and Holiness Conference this summer. And I'm sitting there, and first of all, the, the one guy gets up preach, uh, uh, to, to speak. He's one of the hosts of Cultish. And um, about halfway through it, he mentioned something about having a tattoo. He showed his tattoo. You know, and I Uh-oh. thought, ah, oh, I didn't notice that. I thought, I'm doing good. I'm doing better. I mean, really? never mind. I've okay, got right. a, nice. you know, I've got a tattoo now myself, but sometimes still yet, <laughs> it jumps out to you, you know? And I thought, well, maybe I'm not noticing things as much as I used to. That's awesome. And then, I guess I got too proud or something. There was, <laughs> there was a lady that got up to speak. And she had a real short haircut. And I'm, mm. I, again, I did not say anything to anyone else around me, but this is what's going on in my mind. I'm like, Okay, I obviously don't believe it's wrong for a woman to cut her hair, but I mean, let's be serious here. <laughs> you know, this is kind of how I'm thinking towards this. Like, <laughs> yeah, all right, absolutely. Uh, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing here now? Absolutely. And this lady commences to tell her story. Fantastic story. 
about how she grew up very, uh, very much in hyper-fundamentalism and got out, got deep out into sin, into the world and all that, how God brought her back. And then she mentioned, this is what made me feel about two inches tall, that she had been fighting with breast cancer. Oh, wow. And then oh, wow. the shame rolled over me. And it was like, Phil, what is wrong with you? And the lady continued to tell the story, and it was such a powerful story. But in the end, she gets a standing ovation from the crowd. You know, just this powerful, like, you know, that Christ is there, and he's, he's ready to take you back. Just this redemption story that was fantastic, worthy of a movie. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, I've still got it. I'm still fighting with that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I realized, too, not only... You know, did she make the comment about fighting with breast cancer? It was like, Phil, why did it even matter to you anyways? Why were you even thinking, you know, shame on you? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I still do struggle with that more than I like to think. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I forget where we was at I, before I, I jumped it. in there. I get it. I get it. Well, let's, let's throw another stupid thing from uh, when I was in, in college. And, and I, and I, this is not firsthand because this has to be the girls, I think, but, um, this is funny because it's even more relevant now with what Atwell said about the spit curls cover up because they don't have the spit fire, I guess, which I'm not sure what spit <laughs> fire is, but yeah, what is he, spit fire? This this is a nineteen ninety six, seven, eight, somewhere around the rank. Once again, Union Bible College. I've already mentioned the story about the basketball. <laughs> I, I this is so stupid. It's like, how do you even tell the story? Like the spit curls were a big thing back then, which which my brother says he still doesn't even know what a curly bun is. So a spit curl is just, I'm not a girl, obviously. I don't even really have hair. So but <laughs> hair that they curled in front of their ears, I think. Yes. But yes. that was a thing back in the day, you know, whatever. And I, this, I, I, you're losing brain cells even listening. But anyway, <laughs> it's just like, I, I guess the, the Dean of Women put it on the bulletin board, a picture of the, the rock group Kiss, which were all men, I think. <laughs> and, and I guess they had spit curls. I don't even know. And once again, it might even be true. But it's almost like satire of the IHC report. There's enough truth in it to think, yeah, that probably could have happened. Yes. So my point is, here's a lady, here's your lady you know, having breast cancer and, you know, have an incredible story of God. And yet we're talking about spit curl. Yes, absolutely. Yes, because they don't have a spitfire. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it's so, it's so sad. You know, and it's moments like that too, Jason, that uh, jump uh, make me realize too, that like you said, hey. You know, we're sitting on both sides of the things. We still struggle with it. At moments like that, I really come face to face with it. Where I'm like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still there. You've got to yeah. work at that, Phil. Yeah. Yeah, it's still it's still there, but it's um it's those people that as you talk, I guess, to them and, and myself as well, that say that I have to be that way, be a Christian. You know, and I think um it was Joe Welsh said on his podcast that um, he's had someone reach out to him and, and he does not get from him that he needs to be CHM to be a Christian, which is, which is, which is very cool. But to all those people, it's like, man, it's not everybody. There's some really good people, some really sincere people, some great godly people in that movement and, and yes, there are die in that movement and all that. But, oh, just that I use the word bondage, it's a strong word, but just that idea that you're in fearful damn fearful of going to hell every day till the next revival or whatever that is not the god of the bible no it's not and 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 thankfully i know there's a lot of people that that don't have the yeah 
personality and consciousness that I have. And they haven't struggled with that as much. But it's just like that culture fosters that. Because there is seriousness in the Bible. <laughs> sure. You can't read the Bible and not look back and say, wow, God have mercy on my soul. And that should give us pause even more with all these other just frivolous stuff. There's, I just don't even know. How, I can't really have gosh about some stuff. Like, really? Like, that's that's what we're going to hang our hat on. And when, you know, I, I think somebody, I think Glenn Asbury has brought it out. I can say his name, right? He's your favorite Catholic. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite Catholic. You know, I think he brought it out. It's like, you know, Hamas is killing Israel and and all this stuff going on. And yet, this is what we're going to address with with Bible college people. And I guess I think Canaan said it, you know, those people that would have been in that environment and UBC. You know, I, I was there. Oh, yeah. Said, I was saved in that room. You know, and it's like, you know, you're very impressionable because anybody they bring in for the most part, you know, the, the school is saying, yeah, we, we this is somebody to listen to and whatever is and, and jason that stuff changing, sticks which is it's so funny it's so funny oh it definitely sticks but it's so funny somebody brought it out on one of the social media if they could just get rid of social media we'd save a lot of problem wouldn't they but anyway <laughs> they wouldn't have all these issues but it's like someone said that another speaker i think it was tracy that said it, another speaker at that player place wore short sleeve you know and and i'm almost certain it's butch keith i know him i've had him come speak at a church i was at but um in fact he is you know the Heath brothers. You probably heard the, the three Heath brothers. Oh yeah, the uh, the boys singing. That's the grandpa. Oh, but, uh, okay. He used, be, he used to be. He used to be at, at, at um, Tell City Bell Method. He was at Talladega Bell Methodist, and now he, he is. He does his own counseling company. He was at Hope Sun Bible Church for many years. I, he was another speaker at this World Changer. But they've had Mark Smith, and Mark Smith, I'm almost certain, wears a wedding ring. And they and UBC had him speak at their place mm-hmm. within the last ten years, and it's late. Well, what I was Hello. mentioning too about this stuff sticking i i can and especially when you're that age when you're teenagers late teens early 20s but i i can remember being a teenager and listening to guys like john mcdonald or whoever and these guys would do enough damage in a 45 minutes to an hour sermon tell me Mm -hmm. something that jason i'm not lying took me years to dig out of sure sure and so that's that's that is a real tragedy there is uh the damage it does to to those younger ones yeah, and, and 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 once again, it's not rocket science to me. <laughs> it's something if you just, if you just, oh, if you just stick in the Bible. And I just saw my notes here. I got, I've got to say this one. This is the last year. I was, I've, I actually saw him do this, and I'll say it for your benefit. And I would say it anyway, probably. But Precious James Plank said <laughs> from his pulpit in Beavertown, Pennsylvania, Sunday night service, Labor Day, two thousand twenty-two. If you want to go look it up. He said something to the effect of, for some reason, he got on alcohol and tattoos, which I don't think is a problem in his church. I've been to his church many times <laughs> and didn't see much of either. But he said, like, I'm dead serious. You go look it up. He says, like, you get saved, you cover that tattoo up until you get money, you can take it off, you can take it off or something. Remove it. <laughs> it's just funny. It's a Sunday night service, so you know almost everybody there probably were Christians anyway. Yes. And it's just like, what? Like, what? Like what is like 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 if you like the Bible is just chock full of stuff, murderers and liars and whatever it is uh-huh. like tattoos for one thing. The Bible doesn't explicitly say if it does, then it's not directed, certainly not in the New Testament. Yes. You know, that's is this correct. something you need to go get? No, it's not something you need to go get, but not is it all. a sin? Can't see it. Is alcohol a sin? No. Nope. If you would just still sit there and say drunkenness and probably you don't need to be, you know, go get the Guinness World Book of Records for tattoos on your body and cover every part. 
probably doesn't glorify God. If you just say that, okay, but what, why, where are you talking to a new convert about covering their tattoo? Exactly. Like, what are you, like, like you're not even a Christian when you have it. Or, I don't know. It just boggles my mind. And once again, that one, that was funny because that wasn't at UBC. That wasn't at IHC. That wasn't something that was, you know, a raw, raw session. That was at his church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I don't know. I just, It's hilarious. I mean. And you're I'm right. Sure There's so much good stuff there to preach. There's the Bible's loaded with things that we need. <sighs> Why do they get off on this weird stuff? Oh, oh, I don't, I don't get it. Because it's like the Bible, and I don't care what version you use. Use the message version; it'll still convict me. You yes, know? I don't care what yes, it is. It not a version. It's it's not a version. It's not even a paraphrase. It's terrible in many cases. I <laughs> yes. agree with that. But my point is, it still says it there. Jesus died for your sins. Okay, you know, it still says it there somewhere. And it's like I don't know what it is. I, I to me, it, you know, what comes down to it is pride. Unfortunately, you know, pride no, is I think the, you're right. the number one sin when it comes down to it because you cannot. Period know if you're right you you can't tell if i'm prideful really i can't tell if you're prideful that's an inward motive you know it seems in, in many cases it seems like you can tell but we really can't tell it, it's the, you know it's a hard issue and yet i can be proud in my, and i was i've been there done that i'm proud because i don't have the you know i whatever and ah oh, I, I don't know i don't know i i do not understand it i do not understand it but man it it, it sounds good when you say put the artificial flower in your hair because you don't have the lily of the valley in your heart. I mean, that's just, that's incredible, but that's, it sounds good, but it's just so heretical and so stupid. And so, and, you know, in that sermon, and, and cause I'm, I'm my, my personality is I always look at the other side. Okay. All right. You got that. Well, then you're going to call him porky. Cause he puts hairspray. And it's like, I was that way. 14, 15. My, I look like the statue of Liberty sometimes because my hair would get so long Oh yeah, and I would stick it up with the hairspray. And it's like, Porky? I was porky because I had a little gut probably, but it's like, really? That's kind? That's kind? This is a guy that's saying that's wrong, but I'm kind by calling you porky? Like, huh? But I guess you're the man of God, so you can get by with whatever you want to say. No? And apparently God told him he could say whatever he wanted to, so. Well, and 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 I know we don't go for all night here, but I, I did want to mention, I think, what Mariah brought out, and I and I texted you about this at Rollin Mitchell in that sermon, and you did the episode of Raging Rollin. Um, in fact, he's, he's still part of my, my parents conference, um, the inner, the international coon hunter association, the, uh, <laughs> surely you heard that from Canaan because I think Canaan used to be, he probably didn't oh, yeah. claim he was part of it, but he, he was, was in part it. of it with, with Mark. Um, anyway, until they gave donuts out, but anyway, can't do that. Yeah. The donuts, so, that was a deal anyway, burger. But, but Roland Mitchell, did you, did you say it, that he pastored that church? He pastored the one there in Muncie. Yes. Yeah, that, that precious stained window has his name on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, that should have been underneath the rolling of the Shelbyville Bible Holiness. That should have been rolling. Uh, this illustration is presented by the guy that was pastor at the time because that, <laughs> what is that called? The judge in the court trial? If you're too close to the situation, you remove yourself. Yes. From the, this so guy like, should I should accuse himself. The, yeah. <laughs> but in that, in that same sermon, he talks about. Well, first of all, what Mariah talked about with the whole idea of the what the what he said the uh, slat, the uh, skid skids said, uh, on the on the wall they put skids on. <laughs> you know, it was the whole idea <laughs> of making something broken beautiful. Yes, and it's like that with the Bible. It's like it's like thank God for those people that are saying, you know what, we have a great heritage. Like Mark Settler was doing that. We have a great theology, we have a great heritage. Let's all do this stupid stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like 
what good can you know and, and and maybe through this apology and all this maybe something maybe there will be you know um hope you know i don't understand i don't know what's going on with the whole if they did block green holiness and all that you know if that's true it really to me takes away from it i don't know yeah that was uh, odd you know i i don't have a problem i understand i don't have a problem with it if, if they don't like green holes what they're doing okay block them after the apology that's your right whatever but it's also like if that's true you know, and I know the apologies out there. Obviously, we we've all can see it. It's not hard to find, but it seems like if the apology came from pressure, then once again, I don't know his motive. I certainly don't believe that if you wear short sleeves, he thinks you're going to hell. But I also know the way he said it, talking out off of his notes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, it it did not end in a good place. But in that sermon with, with Mitchell, he talks about my my other brother's church. They used to be at night more, but it's funny because a lot of CHM people have been to this church. When he talks about the church that uh, Harold Lilliness had uh, pastored, which I don't know if you know that name or not, but he was the I have heard the Nazarene hymnal. And uh, it was the Lilliness Publishing House, Nazarene's. I don't know if they still call that or not, but that was first church in Nazarene. My brother said it definitely was. And he said it was, it was never black painted. It was never painted black. It wasn't even a warehouse type. It was an actual building. I've been to it many times. In fact, we had my mother's 70th birthday party there. It was a, it had basketball hoops, which is funny Mitchell didn't say that, but it was like it never gives a sense that it's like this darkened warehouse. It was so funny the way he was saying it. It was just like the way he was presenting the illustration was like this. Quote, so your brother court. went to that church, the, the other one but he was, was about. He, he was the worship pastor. Yeah, my brother was the worship pastor. Probably may have been when that concert happened because Mitchell mentioned that was the Collinsworth family. Yep. That, um, and I, I know you didn't play the clip of that, but it was just like, he took like this church and I've been to a church that was really blackened out and I didn't care for it personally. Once again, it's not a sin, but it right. wasn't my preference, Yeah. but it was like, he took this thing. It was literally looking like acting like it didn't glorify God and all this. And it was like, it's funny because they've had, my brother had multiple concerts in there with Mark Lowry, Phyllis Craig and Dean, um, the, the Collinsworth family, um, different, different, different Southern gospel groups, greater vision, all that. And it's like, it, it didn't have any windows, but a lot of buildings don't have windows anymore. You know, it had, it had, a, it had, it had a hallway went around it, but you know, Rollin Mitchell's like, I went walking around looking for the sanctuary. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, and it's like, rah, rah, we have people, all those liberals are going to hell. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I guess. But he, he's like, oh, I got my books for sale outside. <laughs> good for you you want a cookie i mean and i think i think he you know i think i'm not questioning his spirituality i think he's going to heaven mm -hmm. you know god bless him but it's like why are you tearing down another place because I, I don't know it looks like a warehouse well you mentioned something there too about the church you know that, that you were at that when your preference and and i think that's what happens a lot because mm -hmm. these guys get their preferences mm -hmm. And they somehow read into that that uh, God has the same preferences that they do, and so therefore, uh, <laughs> they, they're they're good at uh, casting all of us into the pit for having yes, preferences against absolutely. them. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And that's and that's and, and that word right there. If you could, if they could just use that, you know. And I know sometimes they've said it like, "Oh, I'm getting in the brush," or "I'm going down the rabbit trail." And I know Dan Stetler tried to back up when he called people that wear wedding rings sissies. You know, he he stopped. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble for that." <laughs> yeah, you should get in trouble for that. Yes, it's you like, should. They all they they. It's funny because they know they're not preaching Bible, but it still is so ingrained in them, and they're so scared. As Plank says, "I'm so tired of sugarcoating." They're so scared of people going to hell, and I guess they're scared of the people that are souls are being saved and 
churches are growing and yet they're not the conservative anymore. I mean, he even specifically said, if, I don't even care if they're behind pulpits. I mean, that was very pointedly saying there's a lot of people out there. I know a lot of my, I know quite a few myself that I went to school with or know that are pastoring churches that aren't CHM and they're growing. I'm thinking of four right now that are pretty big churches or growing and that used to be very CHM and aren't earning. And he's literally saying they're backslid. I mean, that's what he said. Once again, I know he came, I know he came out and apologized. And so that's awesome. But I'm just saying that's what he said. And when you're saying that's pretty serious. Yes, it and is. And that's why, that's why, and I'm pretty sure that's why David Fry, who's a friend of mine, I think that's why he said, okay, it's time to call it. And he did. I sent David a message as well and, and told him how much I appreciated that. Him and, and uh, John Earls and, and Mark Stetler, all three of them, I wanted to make sure just uh, for what it was worth, let him know that I, I uh, really applauded them for having the, the guts to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it was great. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned Joe Welch a couple of times. I want to plug his podcast because you mentioned his podcast. Uh, Joe's been, uh, his Facebook posts are really interesting. They really make you think. And then he is, mm-hmm. since he talked mm-hmm. to me a little bit and uh, before he launched the podcast that he was thinking about doing it, it's very interesting to watch Joe like search for, I guess you say search for God. Um, yeah. It's, it's really, yeah. really cool to watch. And he's got a podcast out now. It's called My Journey Back to God. And, uh, I think you can find that about anywhere that podcasts are available, but check Joe out as well. Yeah. And he raises, he raises on that podcast, the idea with Archie Atwell Jr., Ray Campbell, Paul Gray. And I had lost track. I hadn't seen him for years. And I think I went to school with him. I know I went to youth camp with him. And it seems in his case, and once again, I, I do not know by authority, but just by what he was saying was that he kind of got distracted. Sounds like through some of those craziness um, yes. that he heard. Because he's, you he mentioned 2019, so he's pretty recent in the CHM. And so I think he's trying to to find, kind of find the journey or where he's at on there. So yeah, sure. pretty pretty neat what's what's going on there. Well, Jason, I don't want to keep you all night. This is, uh, this has been a very good episode. Now, I would imagine, uh, I don't, I'm, I kind of doubt we covered everything in your notes. So uh, at some point, if you're ever feeling froggy, you want to do this again, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> And your agent, yeah, John, just, I'm sure he'll put us back in touch. <laughs> <laughs> I like John. <laughs> he'll usually, uh, we'll drop an episode and then I'll, I'll usually uh, wind up with a phone call or a, a voice message and be like, all right, on your latest episode, and he'll, he'll give me slots and, yeah. and walk me through oh, yeah. it. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You blame some of them on that because we probably talked by then too and, and, and shared about it. But yeah, I, I definitely. Look for look it up when the hillbillies coming out and all that. Uh, but I think just the bottom line is God's good, Jesus is incredible, and the more we focus on Him, the Holy Spirit, He's going to figure it all out, work it all out, and be more libertarian and less authoritative. Is that's where I'm at in life. <laughs> I like that politic politically and church wise, and the and God will work it out, you know. And, and I don't have to judge or worry about. Then that's a good good message for me too to worry about the other person worry about myself which is something that i struggle with sure you know, it, don't 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 i don't need all those rules you know because i was actually at a place uh, where i thought there should be more rules <laughs> because <laughs> this church this church had taken pretty much everything out it was pretty much love god you know and, and mm-hmm. it's like you know and, and the church right now has you know it has some scripture in it you know to give and to be faithful and all that and to walk man or worthy but it's all scripture right there there's nothing specifically about don't drink or don't gamble or don't wear this or don't go there, you know, but it's still very, 
it's something you know live by the bible so there, you know, there's nothing wrong with having some things listed it's like one it's one you know one paper and to me it's just like man what's wrong with that why why do i why as a, as a leader would would you want to have that you know that pressure of saying oh did they do this and you know, that and it's just like god's kind of already done that right there and one of the sayings that on, on his son, yeah. One of the sayings that we used to hear, I think, in the CHM, uh, which I think that the CHM uh, leaders and preachers should take to heart, is "Let go and let God." You know, it was always. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> it was always imagine? given to us. It's like, hey, just don't worry about you know your cares. It's like, well, I think that could apply to y'all as well. How about uh, ease up on the control <laughs> and uh, let God yeah. <laughs> work with the individuals uh, on these yeah. secondary issues. Yes, yeah, because yeah. Jesus is as, as beautiful now as he's ever has been. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.